Jeremy, we've had point and counterpoint. We've had the, the legal mechanics, but big picture, what's next? Well, big picture is that, first of all, we haven't heard from the Israelis what they're going to say. I think we can guess. They're not going to be at all happy with this. Uh, under the terms of uh, the court, of which they are a member, they are supposed to follow through and do all these things. They will argue they're doing a lot of them already. Uh, Israel, this is one of the provisional measures, Israel must take all measures to prevent any acts that could be considered genocidal, including killing members of a group, causing bodily harm, inflicting conditions designed to bring about the destruction of a group, preventing birth. So it's not saying you've got to stop your war, it's saying you've got to fight it in a very different way. And Israel has been saying throughout it is fighting it within the constraints of international humanitarian law. And this is the UN's most senior court saying that they're not doing that and they need to do it ASAP without prejudicing the uh, consideration the court will give to South Africa's petition in over a long period. Okay, Jeremy, very grateful for your analysis. I really appreciate you being with us. Uh, you mentioned the Israeli government there. We will be hearing uh, in around an hour's time from Mark Regev, who speaks for the Israeli government. If you're just joining us, you're watching BBC News. We've been watching a ruling in the International Court of Justice, which has been giving a provisional ruling on a case brought by South Africa against Israel, a case of genocide, one of the most serious war crimes, if not the most serious war crime that can have action brought against it. The ICJ rules on state against state cases. Uh, both South Africa and Israel are signatories to the uh, Genocide Convention, which is why the ICJ has been ruling on this case. We can go live now to The Hague and our correspondent, Anna Holligan, who's been watching proceedings in the court. And Anna, talk to us about the reaction when these preliminary rulings were given. Uh, well, uh, we were inside the courtroom. Reaction there was very quiet as all the journalists were trying to follow exactly what this means. What the judges have ordered is that Israel stick to its obligations under the Genocide Convention, something that actually Israel has maintained it has done throughout this entire process ever since it responded to the Hamas attacks on the 7th of October. Uh, so just to run through what uh, Judge Joan E. Donoghue said uh, she ordered that uh, Israel must take all measures within its powers to prevent any genocidal acts. It must ensure there are no statements that could be seen as incitement to genocide. I'm just looking at some of the reaction coming through already from various uh, human rights groups. This is being seen as a victory for South Africa, which brought this case under the Genocide Convention. And yet all the judges are really doing is saying that Israel must uphold its existing obligation, something it says it's already doing. Uh, to bring you a reaction quickly from Human Rights Watch, uh, they say the World Court's landmark decision puts Israel and its allies on notice that immediate action is needed to prevent genocide and further atrocities against Palestinians in Gaza. To remind you, uh, genocide is the intent to destroy in whole, in part, an entire ethnic, racial, religious or national group. That will be dealt with later on, the merits of the case. This is purely about the provisional measures requested by South Africa designed to prevent any escalation and any actions that could constitute genocide under the Genocide Convention. 
Okay, Anna Holligan, who is in The Hague for us. Anna, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Let's go now to South Africa and speak to Kingsley Makabela, former Chief of Staff to uh, South Africa's Foreign Affairs Minister. Uh, Mr Makabela, thank you very much for being with us. Uh, sir, what is your immediate reaction to this ruling by the ICJ? Good afternoon. What a pleasure to talk to you. It's... Uh... The ruling actually um, vindicated South Africa's concern about the possibility that there's genocide going on uh, in Gaza. That's one. Uh, but the, judge was, the judgment was quite lengthy in spelling out what, what, what they think are prima facie evidence that genocide may be going on, including statements made by senior Israeli officials and so on. So, the take from this is, is the responsibility of Israel as the occupying power to take appropriate measures to prevent genocide. I think that's what everyone takes out of that. Of course, it was not expected that the court would uh, interfere with the, what is essentially a mandate of the Security Council to order a ceasefire. South Africa didn't get that. But South Africa got at least uh, the greater part of what it requested. And, and actually, the majority of judges voted in favour of uh, South Africa's view. Uh, you mentioned an important point there. There was no order of a ceasefire. Now, you say that in many ways South Africa wouldn't have expected that, but it's certainly something it would have wanted. Is there a feeling or will there be a feeling amongst Mr Ramaphosa's office that this doesn't go far enough and that the court could have done more? Well, in the absence of um, a ceasefire judgment, the responsibility, of course, is squarely placed on Israel to take appropriate measures to prevent genocide. I mean, that's that's enough on its own. Uh, you would you would know there's been a acrimonious debate within the Security Council around the question of ceasefire. Of course, Israel takes uh, out of this judgment the fact that it wasn't ordered to cease uh, uh, the hostility immediately. But there are certain measures that are required to be implemented with immediate effect, including preserving evidence there. Really, uh, it has been a very bad judgment for Israel, in my view. The ICJ, Mr Mukabela, does not have enforcement powers. It can issue this provisional ruling, but it does not have enforcement powers. And in any case, Israel has not only said that it is already doing its utmost to prevent harm to civilians, but it's also said that it may not adhere to any ICJ ruling. How will South Africa react if that comes to pass? Well, well it, would, it would be a very big problem uh, in terms of public relation perception if Israel uh, really refuses to implement any of the measures that the court uh, came up with. I think it will lose out uh, in terms of the face around the world. But uh, really, um, the question of... Uh, Israel expecting not to honor this, it's something else. Of course, Article 59 of the, of the court spells out that uh, its decision is advisory, but it's a prudent advisor. It's very wise advice that one would think Israel would hit the call, would hit this advice. Uh, Mr. Makubela, thank you very much for being with us.